So how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. So we're going to work our way through this psalm. Let's open with a word of prayer. Then we'll read and we'll jump in. Heavenly Father, we do rejoice this evening in the word of God. We are thankful that you are not just God, that you are separate, but that you, our God, have come near to us, that you have spoken, that you have given us your word, that we can know, that we can learn, that we can grow. Lord, I pray that we would not take lightly the fact that our God has spoken to us. I pray that we would love your word, that we would know your word, that we would take heed to your word with our whole hearts, and that we would not wander from your commandments, that we would hide your word in our hearts, and that you would work in each and every one of us through your word. And Lord, we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 9 to 16. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Your word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. As I mentioned, Psalm 119, the Psalm, all 176 verses, if you will, is, is somewhat of an ode to the word of God. Just constantly returning and meditating on the word of God. What is it and, and what does it do? And rejoicing in it and a thankfulness for it. And as we come to our passage this evening, the psalmist asks a question at the beginning. How can a young man cleanse his way? How can a young man cleanse his way? How can we live a life of integrity? A life of holiness or righteousness. What hope is there? It's interesting, the psalmist says, a young man. It's really a need that follows us through our whole lives. Even as you see in verse 10, let me not wander from your commandments. There's always a possibility of falling away, of wandering from the Lord. But how can a young man, how can you start out right? How can you set the right path? How can a young man cleanse his way? It's really a wise recognition of need right from the beginning. This man recognized that he needs to be cleansed. He recognizes that he is a sinner. The great weight, the need of sin, the separation of sin... This is one who, going back to Psalm 119, verse 2, the psalmist here is one who is blessed. Who, blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. The psalmist in verses 9 to 16, that is him. 
The Lord has blessed them. By the grace of God, the psalmist's life has the overall trajectory of godliness. He has this desire. I want to be clean. I want to be righteous. I want to be holy. How can I do this? The answer is right there in verse 9. By taking heed according to your word. How can this be? By taking heed according to your word. Taking heed. The idea there is really all-encompassing. It is, it is knowing, it is valuing, and it is doing. By knowing the word, but it's not just enough to know the word. Right? There's plenty of atheists who've read the Bible who know the word. It's not just knowing it, it's valuing it. It's seeing it for what it is, and then it's ordering your life according to it because you know it and you see it for what it is and you love it, and so you obey it. By taking heed according to your word. So right here at the very beginning of this section of Psalm 119, you see a desire to be clean. A desire to walk with the Lord, to be blessed even as we saw in the first eight verses. Now in verses 10 to 12, you really see a commitment to that cleanliness. Righteousness or holiness. It is a desire really to take heed according to your word so that I may be clean. The scene in verse 10, with my whole heart I have sought you. Again, that goes back to verse 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. All of who I am, a full commitment deep into my thoughts and my heart, my emotions, the core of who I am. With my whole heart, I have sought you. So let me not wander from your commandments. The psalmist recognizes that left to himself, he will gravitate toward impurity. Though his life has the overall trajectory of godliness, he recognizes that even the most godly among us has the capacity of falling back into sin. With my whole heart, I have sought you. I am taking heed to your word. I love you, Lord. I want to do this. And yet I know myself. I know the depth of my depravity. Let me not wander from your commandments. So what, is the, what does the psalmist do in order to kind of guard himself from wandering away from the commandments of the Lord? To keep himself taking heed according to the word. What is it that he does? Verse 11. Yeah, exactly right. He hides the word of God in his heart. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. What does that look like? By hiding the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against him. Your word have I hidden in my heart. Again, this word heart, this idea of heart, it's your inmost being. Your word has sunk so deep into me that it affects my thinking, my feeling, my choices. This is not a mere 
You know, oh, what, what's that one verse? You know, this is something that it is there. It's on the tip of your tongue. It is in your thoughts constantly. It affects what you do and who you are because that's how much the word has influenced you, how much it has penetrated deep into you and taken root in you. We sometimes use the phrase when you're talking sports or something. Uh, it's obvious that I'm a Tar Heel fan. Jay made sure that everyone knew that. He made me a little flag to put out front of my house. You know, and sometimes in, in sports we'll use the phrase, he's such a fan, if you cut him, he, were to, he would bleed Tar Heel blue. That is at the very core of who he is. It comes out. You cut him, that's what you're going to see. That's the idea here. Your word is so much a part of me that you cut me, it's the word of God that comes out. It affects everything, who I am. And why is it that I do this? That I might not sin against you. That I might be cleansed, taking heed according to your words. And note here that this change in action that I might not sin against you, it begins with a change in thinking. How is it that I set myself up so that I will not sin against the Lord? I change the way I think. I fill my mind with Scripture so that it soaks into me and affects all that I do. This change in action begins with a change in thinking. Is that not what we've seen in Ephesians 4 as well as we've been working our way through Ephesians the change of Ephesians 1 to 3, that I've been brought from death to life, from outside to inside, that I am in Christ, that I have the riches of Christ that are mine by the grace of God. It is that change that then produces the actions of Ephesians 4 and 5 and 6, as we've seen in Ephesians. It is your word at work in me that changes me. It is your word that I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Verse 12, it's really an, an attitude of humility before the Lord, a desire to keep learning and keep growing. Yes, this psalmist prays the Lord. He is blessed. He is one who, who, who takes heed according to the word of God. With his whole heart, he seeks the Lord, and yet he recognizes that I could still fall away. Just because by God's grace, I obeyed him today, that does not guarantee that I'm going to do it tomorrow. There's no laziness here. There is an attitude of, I need to keep growing, keep teaching me, Lord. I am humble before you. I want to grow and to learn. I want to know you more. And that's really what you see going into even verses 13 to 16 then. The result of the psalmist's desire to cleanse his way in verse 9, his commitment to, to doing this in verses 10, 11, and 12, then really the result of this and a recommitment to keep doing it going forward in verses 13, 14, 15, and 16. Notice verses 13 and 14, I have and I have. But then verses 15 and 16 going forward, I will, I will, I will. 
I have done this. This is the result. As I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin, as I have prayed to the Lord, teach me. I've been humble before him. I'm taking heed according to his words, seeking him with my whole heart. This is the effect of that. Verse 13, with my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. Number one, I can't keep it to myself. It is coming out. As I have learned and I have grown and I've, I've come to see this. I've grown to know the Lord and it's just, it bursts forth from me. We all have those things that we just, we love to talk about. It's part of who we are, whether it's the sports that you grew up with and, and you know, you did it with your dad and your mom. It's just, it's part of who you are. You know, whether it's music. It's just, it's easy. If someone talks to you for five minutes, it's going to get around to that subject. You just, you love to talk about it. It's part of who you are and your experience. That's the idea here. This is who I am. This is what God is doing in me. And it is exciting and he can't hold it in. It just, it bursts forth. I have declared. I cannot keep these truths to myself. As I have meditated on the word, as I've hidden this word in my heart and it has changed me and I've continued to learn and, and, and to seek the Lord with my whole heart, it changes what I talk about. I declare these things. Verse 14, it has caused him to rejoice. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. As much as in riches. I think so often we tend to, especially as uh, younger people, I think of myself growing up in a, a Christian home and I you know, hear that I should be doing devotions and stuff and my parents take me to church and I tend to view it as kind of just routine, something I have to do. It's not something that is joyful. It's not something I necessarily look forward to. I praise the Lord that as I continued to grow and got to older uh, and high school and I kind of took possession of my faith and it, and it became exciting. But how often is it to slip back into that just routine? It's not something you look forward to. There's no joy there. You think of it as something as boring. But that's not the effect that it has had on this psalmist. As he has meditated on the word as God, as he's hidden it in his heart, as he has sought the Lord with his whole heart, he doesn't say, and I have to get up tomorrow and do it again. I get to. As I have done this, it has caused me to rejoice in the way of your testimonies. These sacrifices that I have to do, it's not something I, I just hate. It's something I look forward to. As much as in all riches. He desires godliness, cleanliness, holiness, righteousness over riches. The psalmist here has the correct perspective. He has an eternal perspective. He values the things of God of the things of this earth. Eternal things over temporal things. So Matthew 16, 26. Why gain the whole world only to lose your soul? Why not invest in something that matters? Like godliness. 
1 Timothy 6.6 6 tells us that godliness with contentment is great gain. Proverbs 3.15 says wisdom. Wisdom is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare to her. Wisdom, which Proverbs goes on to tell us, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of. It's more precious than jewels. That's what the psalmist has come to see. I rejoice in these truths. I rejoice in your statutes. I rejoice in your testimonies. As if I had hit the lottery. As in all riches. So, what effect... Verse 13, 14 is the effect that it has had on the psalmist. So going forward, how is he going to go forward with this? What's he going to do? Therefore, I will meditate on your precepts. I will keep doing this. I will keep contemplating on your ways. I will keep delighting myself in your statutes. I will keep not forgetting your word or remembering your word. As I have done this, I have found that it comes forth. I have found that it is cause for rejoicing. I have found that I value it more than riches. So I'm going to keep doing it. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. What does that look like? That's verses 10 to 16. It looks like filling your mind with with the word of God. Filling your heart with the word of God. It looks like seeking the Lord with all of your heart. And the result of that is a good testimony. The result of that is rejoicing and joy. So brothers and sisters, do you love the word of God? Or have you slipped into routine? Do you value godliness or do you look down on it do you hide the word of god in your heart are you trying to fight on your own strength are you trying to change yourself are you trusting in the word of god to do what it's meant to do Love the word of God. Hide it in your heart. Seek the Lord with your whole heart. And what you'll find is joy, satisfaction. Something you want to talk about. Something you want to share. Something that's at work in you. So how can a young man cleanse his way? How can a young woman cleanse her way? How can an old man cleanse his way? How can an old woman cleanse her way? By taking heed according to your word. Love the word of God. And take heed. Know it. Rightly value it. And do it. We're going to take some prayer requests at this time.